Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Today's topic on When Life Gives You Lemons, that's the title of our sermon series. Can any of you guess the topic today? It's patience. And we played that video for some of you today because you were getting impatient for the video to come to a conclusion. <laughs> the original video is actually nine minutes long, and I told Matt, you got to speed it up because I'll have people that will leave the church in nine minutes as that video is going because they don't have patience in their life. If we could show it at the end of my message, it would be okay, but patience, that's the topic of our message. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Today, uh, some of you... We're becoming impatient. It's one of the difficult things for many of us to practice patience in our life. How we respond to the difficulties of life many times requires patience. Too many times we just want to rush through life. And life has been created by God as a journey. And that journey is actually to show us things and to develop areas in our life. But we won't experience those things if we don't have patience. I believe God wants to use the difficulties of life, the troubles of life, I've said this over and over, so that his glory might be seen in and through our lives. The question is, do you have the patience to wait for God to lead and direct you? The leading scripture for our sermon series, When Life Gives You Lemons, is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It's the fruit of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul writes these words, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Notice that patience is the fourth item listed in the, is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. For many of us today, it might be the most difficult part of the fruit of the Spirit. Patience. In the Bible, patience is also translated as long-suffering, forbearance. How many have used the word forbearance in their language recently? Endurance. The Greek word translated as patience can also refer to restraint and self-control. It's choosing not to prematurely to react to a situation. I ha- this is not the number one gift of my life. I'll just tell you right now, it's patience. It's not my number one gift. Sometimes I react too quickly. It's not being short-tempered in a difficult situation. It's enduring through life's challenges. Biblically, when we think of patience, many times we think of who? Job. Job was a man in the Bible that had lost everything. There were so many trials and tribulations and difficulties that he faced in life, and yet Job was patient. He was believing that God was going to answer. He was believing that God was going to rescue. He didn't give up hope. And in the big picture, patience is waiting on God to intervene in our situation. It's choosing not to give up hope. It's choosing to trust God over our circumstances. Patience is a necessity to have in your life if you're desiring to follow after Jesus. The greatest test of patience is when you face difficulties and troubles. You know, when everything is hunky-dory, it's not hard to have patience. But man, as soon as troubles or difficulties enter into your life, man, patience is so hard to practice. This week, I didn't pray for patience. 
But I was, I was sharing on patience, and it seemed like everything this week was trying my patience. You know what I'm talking about? And I, I'm, I'm trying as a pastor to step up here and share this message, and I'm struggling with patience this week. It's just a little, and you know what I've noticed? It's the little things in life that can try your patience. Many people view patience as being passively tolerant. But in reality, the Greek word for patient actually implies action. In Hebrews 12.1, the King James Version states this, And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. This sounds like an oxymoron if you define patience as passively tolerant. Can you imagine running a race with a passively tolerant person? And all of a sudden, you're coming up behind them, and you're running the race. And all of a sudden, they look at you and say, oh, by all means, you go ahead of me. I'll follow behind. If you're in a race, you're not racing to lose. You're racing to win. So why would this scripture in Hebrews say, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us? Many translations says, let us run with endurance. Let us run with perseverance. So I wanted to share that because I don't want you to think patience in the American thinking of that it's something that we're doing passively. It's actually patience in the Bible is an action that you are doing, that you're holding on to something. You're holding on to God. You're holding on to his promise. You're being patient. You're enduring like Job endured through the difficulties, through the troubles, and God restored. I want to read a parable that is found in Luke chapter 8. Jesus is sharing this story as an example of how people will respond to the good news of the gospel, which is Jesus. It's a representation of how perseverance or patience, or the lack of, can affect our choices. And it's a little bit of a longer scripture, but I feel like we need to read scripture uh, here today to just get it into our heart and into our life. And I feel like we can learn so many valuable lessons from this story. But it starts in Luke chapter 8. And this is the text for our, day, uh, for our day today, and we're starting at verse 4. It's the parable of the sower. One day Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across the field, some seeds fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seeds fell among the rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and, and, and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as has been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. Skipping down to verse 11. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil 
represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, thank you for your word today. And God, once again, we come in humility towards you, and we just ask, Lord God, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would reveal truth from this word and apply it to our hearts so that we can change, Lord God, continue to change to be more and more like you. Today, I got, pray, God, that our hearts will be open, our minds will be open to what you have to say in Jesus' name. And everyone said? This is a story and is a great example of why patience is vitally important in your life. The first group of people that Jesus was referring to when he was sharing this parable was making reference to people who really had no faith in the word of God. They might have heard the message of Jesus, but they immediately chose not to follow because of the wickedness of their heart. So they didn't even, I mean, they just heard it, boom, and they moved on. The second group of people that, that had, they really had faith, but they had no determination to overcome the temptations of life. They lacked discipline. They lacked perseverance. They lacked patience. If, if we understand the de definition of patience in the Bible, they lacked patience, that perseverance. They start off with great joy and excitement, but when they face temptations, they quickly give in to those things that are not of God. They choose to allow sin to become the dominant desire of their heart. The third group that Jesus talks about are people who have faith, but they have no endurance or fortitude to overcome the greed of life. Their desire for worldly pleasures and possessions became greater than their desire for God. I'm going to say it again. Their desire for worldly pleasures and possessions became greater for their desire for God. Why are you repeating that, Pastor Tom? Because we live in Orange County. They had become distracted for the craving of success and money. It's not that we can't have money, but money must always be a resource, seen as a resource given to us by God. Now catch this thought. Money can never be the object of our affection or our desires. Your possessions can never be the object of your affection or your desires. Only God can be the object of your affections or your desires. If money or possessions become the, the, the object of your affections or desires, that's called idolatry. You're starting to worship those things that actually God created. Instead of worshiping the creator, you're worshiping the things that he actually created. And we always must continue. It's something that everybody struggles with. I don't, if you don't struggle with, God bless you. You go walk on water today somewhere. I mean, because you're good. But all of us struggle with that area where we want to put possessions or money in front of who God is. And I constantly have to correct myself, and I hope you're doing the same thing in your life. I, our priority must be God first. The last group of people that represent, that uh, people represent those who had patience or endurance to obey God's word. It literally used the word patience in there. They waited patiently, they persevered, patiently persevered for God, and God produced a huge harvest in and through their life. In verse 15, it states that they cling to God's word. They hold fast to God's word. No matter what the obstacles that they might face, they're going to cling, they're going to hold fast. That's what the other three groups did not do. Things distracted them, and they didn't hold fast, they didn't cling to the truth of God's word. 
There was a recent story about a man from Florida. His name was Chris Gursky. He went on vacation to Switzerland, and he decided to try hang gliding for the very first time in Switzerland. And, and when he, he was gliding tandem with an instructor, well, at this, at something happened that wasn't good when they took off from the very beginning. Something horribly went wrong. Chris discovered quickly that he was not tied into the glider. He is flying thousands of feet in the air, completely hanging by that bar and on the pant leg of his instructor. The instructor forgot to clip the thing onto his back when they took off, and he hung on, and the instructor was trying to bring the glider down as soon as possible, but they caught an updraft, and it took them higher. So Chris is hanging on for dear life as he's thousands of feet above the air. He hangs on for two, two minutes and 14 seconds while the instructor is trying to make this thing dive down into facing 40 to 50 mile, mile an hour winds at the same time. He hangs on. They get close enough to the ground where he's able to drop at 40 some miles an hour and he walks away with a broken wrist. Not too bad of a day considering how it started out. You can watch the video for yourself if you're interested. Just Google it, hanging on for dear life, it's called. <laughs> I share this because spiritually, we need to hang on to God's truth like Chris hung on to the bar of that glider. We need to hang on to God's truth like our life depends on it. Because our spiritual life does depend on it. Just like when he was hanging on there and I saw an interview uh, on, online, I watched an interview and he was being uh, interviewed by someone, and they said, what were you thinking? He said, actually, when I'm flying through the air, I looked, and I saw all these beautiful trees, and everything was so beautiful, I thought, well, it's a beautiful place to die today. <laughs> and he said, all I could think about is just hanging on for dear life. That's all I could think about. And sometimes, all that, that's all we need to do when we follow Jesus. We need to be patient enough just to hang on to God's truth and let him bring us through. Because you know what? Life is a journey. Just like that glider, it goes up and it goes down. Life is a journey to bring us home to a destination that God has called us. And we might arrive a little beaten up. We might arrive with a few little bruises. But if we arrive to our destination, then guess what? It's been a successful journey in our life. Be patient. Let God work through your life. Referring back to verse 15 in the parable of the sower, Jesus refers to the good soil as people who have a good heart, who hold fast to God's word, who persevere through all temptations and troubles. Through their perseverance, God can produce a huge harvest in and through their life. You see, life is not just about you. Life is about others. That harvest is about others, about impacting other people's lives, not just yours. Patience is the fruit that allows all of the other qualities of God to become evident in your life. So when you list all the fruit of the Spirit, think about this. If you don't have patience, many times you're never going to experience the other fruit in your life because God's trying to work those things in your life, but you're not patient enough to wait for the journey to end. 
All of a sudden, you disrupt what God is trying to do in you because of your impatience. I've done it. I know what I'm talking about. I'm an expert in this. There's times where you just get impatient, and we humanly intervene into something that God's trying to divinely do in you, and you start the process over again. Be patient. Endure. Wait. Wait for God. We see this happen in all four of the soils. Three out of the four soils don't accomplish God's purpose because of their impatience or their lack of endurance to hold fast to the truth. We all know stories of people who have succeeded in life because they had the patience or endurance to see their beliefs come be fulfilled through the end. They claim that Thomas Jefferson, or Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Edison, failed over a thousand times before he successfully invented the light bulb. A thousand times of failures before he actually was successful. He never allowed his failures to deter him from his beliefs. And when we follow after God, we should never allow our failures to deter us from the belief in the truth of God's word. Abraham Lincoln encountered many failures through his life, from being fired from a job, business failures, bankruptcy, but he never gave up. He even went to a deep depression when the love of his life all of a sudden died, and he didn't even get out of bed for six months because he was basically going through a mental breakdown, but he never gave up. He persevered, and he became one of the greatest presidents of our nation. Emily Blunt, a famous actress, shared her struggle with stuttering. She was a severe stutterer through school. It was in junior high at the age of 14, a teacher approached her and encouraged her to sign up for a play. Now, if you're a stutterer, that's not a place for you to sign up for. But guess what? She persevered. She didn't didn't deny the request. She said, okay, I will do it. And what took place in her life is all of a sudden when she had to take on the different accents and the different character voices, all of a sudden it started to to improve her stuttering. And her stuttering disappeared. It happened because she was patient and she persevered. Patience is the ingredient that can make your life spectacular and fulfilling. I'll say it again. Patience is the ingredient that can make your life spectacular and fulfilling. I have watched people, including myself, when right when they get to the point where I believe that God's blessing is just going to open up, their impatience deters them from, from what God designed to do in their life, and they gave up on what was going to happen in their life. We need to endure. We need to persevere through the difficult things. And trust God that he's going to make the answer. Amen? Let me conclude today by sharing three reasons on how patience can change your life. These are three things I'd encourage you to write down. The first thing I would say is patience produces character. It's a biblical truth. Romans 5, 4, it states that endurance or patience produces character in our life. Patience is what allows our faith to be tested and confirmed. You see, so many times what happens in life when things get difficult, we just run. We bail. But it's that patience that is the testing of our faith. When we are patient with God and we say, God, and I've done this before. In my life, I've, I've, 
I've, done, I've stuck things through for two or three years after I was physically done, humanly done. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And some of you have done it too. But I didn't feel called for to, to move. I didn't feel like God was releasing me from this certain situation. And I knew in my heart that God was trying to teach me something. And if I just all of a sudden bailed on it, guess what? I'm going to go through that same cycle again. I repeated third grade already. I don't really repeat. I didn't repeat third grade. But if I did, I don't want to repeat one of God's lessons in my life. I want to persevere. I want to get to the blessings that he has for me. Patience produces character. In the midst of patience, we will discover areas of our life that need to be refined. Some people never change because they don't have the patience to do what it takes to make a life change. They give up easily, and they slide back into their old habits and their old ways. Practicing patience or endurance is what allows God's power to impact your life in such a spectacular way. You've probably heard the saying, be patient, God is not done with me yet. Yeah, put that in your mind. Be patient, God is working on me. Another way patience impacts our life is this. Patience gives opportunity for God's love to be seen. Patience gives opportunity for God's love to be seen. The Bible says love is patient and love is kind. In that scripture where that is found, guess what? They're talking about relationships, meaning that we persevere through our difficulties with others. Too many times we allow an offense to destroy relationships. By practicing patience, we can build bridges of unity and harmony. Instead of destroying relationships, we strengthen relationships with others. And all it requires is a little patience. Patient, being patient with somebody. I was just telling Annette. Yesterday, I had this young man. I mean, he's just, I guess he was out of college, but he looked like he was still in high school. And he came in, he was a, a brokerage, a, a financial brokerage. And he knocked on my door, and he had a flyer, and he was ready. I mean, I could tell. He was a new salesman. He was ready to go. He was all dressed up nice, and he was, ah, you know. And he started to ask me a bunch of questions. How long have you lived here? Uh, seven years. What's your name? Tom Westerfield. What do you do for a living? I mean, he just kept on asking questions. I mean, to the point where like, dude, seriously, you're on a Saturday knocking on my door and you're asking me a hundred, you know, and I was getting annoyed and I was getting impatient. And your pastor made this comment. What's your point? <laughs> I'm telling you, God's working on patience in my life, Okay. What's your point? I wanted him to get to the point. What, what do you, I don't need a thousand questions here today. I took the flyer, I shut the door, and I thought, you're an idiot, Tom. Why can't you just practice a little patience? Here's a young man that's trying to start off a career. And instead of being patient, you're, you're showing impatience in his life. Why not just be patient and give an opportunity and just, and just maybe even in the process of that, you're actually going to help him to direct how to do a sales thing and not ask a thousand questions. Patience gives opportunity for God's love to be seen. I walked away, and this is true, and I want to be real and authentic to you because I think it ne- you guys need to hear this. I walked away from that thinking, I didn't do a very good job of displaying God's love. I kind of dropped the bar on that one. How could I have been more patient so that God's love could be seen through me? That's what we need to work on. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit. 
patience, endurance. It's it's allowing God's love to be evident in your life. The last thought I want to share with you today is this. Patience is what brings us to the promise. See, life is a race. Think of life as like Chris who's hanging on to the glider for dear life. Life is a race. Whoever, Paul writes that, you know, that we're supposed to persevere and and that we're supposed supposed to finish the race. How are you going to finish the race? You're going to finish the race through endurance, through perseverance, through patience. Patience is what brings us to the promise. Paul writes in Romans chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, he will give eternal life to those who keep on doing good, seeking after the glory and honor and immortality that God offers. But he will pour out his anger and wrath on those who live for themselves, who refuse to obey the truth, and instead live lives of wickedness. That phrase in the very first verse, if that scripture is still up, where it says, keep on doing good. That keep on is patience. That's the, that's the word for patience. He will give eternal life to those who are patient in doing good. The parable of the four soils. Those who endured and held fast to God's truth were the ones who produced a great harvest. There is a reward for practicing endurance in your life. And I challenge all of us today, don't give up. It's a simple message. It's not, it's, this message today is not a like, it's just a simple message. Don't give up. Hold on to the faith like your life depends on it. Because it does. It does. Your life depends on it. You got to hang on to that. You got to have a grip on that, that you're not going to let go. Your life depends on it. Your children's life depends on it. Your grandchildren's life depends on it. Your friend's life depends on it. It's not just about you. The harvest is not one person. The harvest is great. And the harvest is produced through patience to hang on in the endurance and to follow through. To trust God. Patience. Endurance. Where in your life, this week, do you need to practice patience? Where in your life where patience could make the difference between life and death? Pastor Tom, what are you talking about? Think about it. It can make the difference between life and death in a friendship. Because that friendship is so important to Christ. He put you there for a reason, for a purpose. It can make a difference in your marriage. Being patient. Learning to endure. Choosing not to give up. Giving up is the easy way. But it's not rewarding. Persevere. Takes two to persevere. Not just one-sided. Persevere together. Endure together. Be patient with one another. Let your strengths be her strengths. Let his... Vice versa. You know what I'm saying. Patience. Endurance. Choosing to look at the positive things in life instead of always looking at the negative. Being patient with one another. You can be life-changing. That's my word for you today. You can be life-changing by just choosing to hold on. Hold on and endure through the process. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your word today. 
God, we ask today that your word will impact our lives in such a way that it will be life-changing for each and every one of us. I pray today, Lord, that you would bring us into a place. I don't pray that we have to have patience. But I pray, God, you'd bring us into a place where we'd have the opportunity to show patience to others and their lives to be changed. We thank you for what you're doing into our lives, Lord God. Each week, head bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. Each week, I've asked people to respond to the message. If you're here today, and I just feel like there's an action. Patience is not just sitting idly by. There's an action to it. And this is your first action. If there's an area in your life where you need just to be more patient, maybe it's with a spouse, maybe with a child, maybe it's at an employment place, maybe it's at school, wherever it might be, and you're just getting impatient with the things that, and you just, yeah. And God needs you to be patient because he's trying to work in and through your life. And you feel that, but you're struggling. And you need to discover that patience. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And I believe we can ask for it, and God will give it through the power of his Spirit. And if you need patience this week, I want you to raise your hand real high. Wow, we have an honest church today. Lord Jesus, you see our hands raised today. I pray today for each person that's raising their hands that you would give us patience, Lord God. Let the journey of this life be something that we enjoy, that we don't try to just rush through. But God, that we will have an endurance, Lord God, a perseverance. So that lessons, Lord God, that maybe you're trying to show us or maybe, Lord God, that you're trying to use us in a certain situation. They will be achieved, Lord, because we have the fruit of the Spirit, the item of patience in our life that is growing, Lord God, and is being evident to others. Let your love, Lord God, be seen through the patience in our life, I pray. We ask it in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. God good? All the time, he is good. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.